Did you know that you can claim CME credit for many of the TMA Practice Well podcasts? Just go to www.texmed.org forward slash CME to go. That's www.texmed.org forward slash CMETO. G-O, to register for your podcast and follow the instructions to claim CME. Policies and Standards of the Texas Medical Association, the Accreditation Council for Continuing Medical Education, and the American Medical Association require that speakers and planners for continuing medical education activities disclose any relevant financial relationship they may have with commercial entities whose products, devices, or services may be discussed in the content of the CME activity. The planners and speakers of this program have nothing to disclose. Please be advised that the information and opinions presented as part of this podcast should not be used or referred to as a primary legal source and does not replace the advice of your healthcare attorney. Hi, I'm Cheryl Kroviak. I manage and produce TMA Practice Well podcast with the goal of providing physicians tips and solutions that can help you succeed in building a healthy practice. My guest today is Pam Udall, TMA's Vice President of Communications and Marketing. Pam has worked with many of our physician leaders to develop their public speaking skills, and I welcome her today. Pam, I'm going to turn it over to you so you can share your best tips to becoming a great public speaker. Hello. Today, I'm going to talk to you about how to do an amazing public speaking presentation. There is, like everything in life, there's tips and tricks and ways to really enhance what you do. And public speaking is no different than other things that you might take on as hobbies or as professional activities. Public speaking definitely has tricks, and everybody can be a great public speaker. Um, when I was growing up, I was afraid of death of public speaking. I thought I, the, my biggest fear was getting in front of an audience. But after taking some classes and learning some tips, I love it now. It's fun. And I really truly believe that everybody can be a great public speaker if they just embrace a few tips. So today I'm going to go over a bunch of those tips and some of the best practices in the industry that I want you to kind of think about and maybe start using in your presentation. I'm Pam Udall. I'm Vice President of Communications and Marketing. I've been doing marketing and communications for years and years and years. I also do business development. I've started three businesses. Um, but when I'm not working, I am an avid outdoors person. I'm a um, professional cyclist, and I'm also a great outdoors person. And my favorite thing to do is to be outside in nature. I was born and raised in Montana, and so the mountains and green, green grass and wildlife is near and dear to my heart. And I think that's my passion. And I think that, and I'm also a very passionate person. And I think passion is a key to being a good public speaker. Um, basically, I'm going to really talk a lot about listening. And so you're going to be, probably half my presentation is going to be more on listening than it's going to be on speaking. Um, we're going to talk a lot about the audience and who your audience is and how wide that audience is so important. 
and then we're going to talk about how to craft a message and so I'm going to give you some real steps some real detailed steps on how to craft a message in a way that people can hear it and then I'm going to demonstrate ways that you can engage the audience as you do your presentation and really these things have worked I've worked with physicians for your 15 years and um, from physicians who are not good speakers who don't like to be public speakers and after a couple of sessions I mean they knock it out of the park they do a fantastic job and so I just want to let you know these are best practices that actually do work so I like to start out with a little lightheartedness and some comedy and what better way to do that is to have this little cartoon that's saying I'm trying to be a good listener but you keep breaking my concentration by talking and the reason I'm going to spend some time today on listening is because in order to talk to an audience, you really know who you're talking to and how they take in information. And we're all good at talking. We all talk nonstop. We talk all day. But what we're not really good at doing and we're not taught is how to listen. Um, no one teaches us how to listen. No one tells us how to be an active listener. Um, that's just not something that we ever pick up in school or anywhere else as a result is that we're not good listeners. Most people do not listen at all. I mean, they just, they listen just a little tiny bit. I've read statistics where there's people only listen for 18 seconds. They only listen to the very first thing you say and the very last thing you, you say. So the middle part is kind of lost. I've also read a lot about how people, even though we're told to slow down and be very clear and concise in how we talk, what's interesting is that people hear information so much faster than how we talk and so they pick up what we say really quickly and then they have all this extra bandwidth in their brain to kind of get distracted with so what i read is that most of us speak at a rate of about 125 words per minute however we have the mental capacity to understand someone speaking at 400 words per minute so that means that we really process information quickly and so we get bored very easily and we wander off so that's an interesting thing. Um, and the other thing is that people basically, after they, you do your presentation, they're only going to remember a quarter of it immediately afterwards. And then maybe a day later, they're only going to remember like a, maybe 10% of that or maybe 5% of it. So when you're crafting your presentation, it's really important to think about the listeners in the audience and how are you going to keep them engaged? How are you going to prevent them from wandering off? How are you going to prevent them not to look at their phone, get distracted and think about other things? especially physicians. If you're talking to a physician group, um, you know your life. You know how busy you are. You know how you've got patient calls coming in and your, and your staff is calling you. And you know how you're thinking about your patients and how you're thinking about all your to-do lists. And you're very distracted all the time. So how do you speak to an audience of physicians and keep their interest? I mean, that's a really hard thing to do. And because we're bad listeners, you know, we come into a presentation really with some bad habits. And some of the things that are going to happen to you when you come in to do your presentation is immediately some people are going to be there going like, oh, you know, I really am not even interested in this topic. You know, I know that Dr. Joe is going to do this topic today on this topic, and I already know a lot about it, and I really am not even interested. I'm just doing this because I want my CME. Or they might already think, oh, Dr. Joe doesn't know that much about this topic. I know more than he does, so you know I'm not really going to even listen. 
or they may look at you and go like and, and immediately judge you and say you know gosh look at that person's hair they didn't even comb it this morning or I can't believe how they're dressed or they don't look like a professional speaker so therefore I don't think they have any credibility I mean people who are coming into your presentation are already being very critical of you and you haven't even said a word yet you have not even said a word they've just read your topic and your name on the advertisement and then when they first see you they're judging you right then and there and then then as you're doing your presentation as you say things they're going to be going like hmm I don't know if I really agree with that and then they quit listening if they don't agree with what you're saying they're going to quit listening right there and then they're already developing questions they're going to ask you because they're going to say I don't agree with you and so therefore I'm going to ask you these three questions and I'm going to show you how much smarter I am than you and so they're going to start doing that already and this is in any audience this is not just physician audience this is any audience they're going to listen for facts. I mean, they're going to say, okay, I want to have some factual stats. I want to really hear something that I really think is, is factual and I have a fact that I can take with me. So it's always important to put a couple of facts in there, but be sure that you know they're, they're concise and someone can look them up and, and see that you are a credible speaker. A lot of times, and we're going to talk about this a lot today, is when you do your presentation, you do your outline, some people are just hard to follow because they're not very well organized. If you're not a very organized presenter and you really don't do a good job of helping your listener follow you through that presentation, they will get lost very easily. So we're going to talk about organization a little bit and how you can help your, the audience follow your key points. This is a good one too, is that you're going to look at your audience a lot of times and you're going to see people kind of sitting there looking at you, maybe their, hand, your, their head is in their hand. They're just faking it. You know, they're not really listening. They're just faking it so that they can look at their phone. And then be careful of using words that are kind of emotional, that there's certain words that are volatile. Try to avoid volatile type words because they will also turn off your listener. So basically, to set this up, I don't want to scare you or intimidate you, but you do need to know that people who come to your presentation are bad listeners and your your goal is to engage them throughout that whole 30 minute presentation or 45 minute presentation your goal is to write a script write a presentation present that presentation in such a compelling wonderful way that they're going to stay engaged with you the entire time so that is your number one goal and it's it can be done so know your audience it's really important to know who you're speaking to and that's kind of rule number one, right? But you know, know your audience and know what their listening skills might be, how they might be critical of you. Think about you know, what they know on this topic and what they don't know. And think about how you can really present information that's gonna be really clear and that they're gonna embrace. Because your goal is to show up and to do a presentation that people walk away going like, that was really great, that was worth my time. But you have to know your audience. If you just assume everybody's gonna like your presentation and just assume that everybody's equal, that's not a good assumption, especially in this day and age. You know, Really know who your audience is, what they know about this topic, what they don't know, and how you can keep them engaged. Every audience is different. When I'm speaking to a physician audience, I definitely speak to them differently than when I speak to maybe a civic group. You gotta find out, kind of figure out where they're at on the subject matter, what they know, what they don't know, and then build your presentation based on that audience. But it's really important not to use the same presentation for every single audience. You always want to tailor it to your audience. And I always spend some time getting to know who my audience is. Like do some Googling and or ask questions or ask the person who asked you to do a presentation. Ask them like, who am I talking to? What is their age group? Age group is really important this day and age because 20 to 35 year olds definitely take in information differently than a 
35 to 50 year old or 50 to 75 year old. It, the age groups are really critical. Is it a male dominant audience or is it a female dominant audience? And if it is, you know, you need to adjust your wording accordingly. So it's, it's really important um, to do that because like I said earlier, if you say something that's, people think, oh, I don't like that word or it's a volatile word, if, if they feel like you're not speaking to them, then they're gonna quit listening. So your goal is to know everything you can about that audience and know like the age group, female, male, what their interests are, what they know about the subject, all that, so that you can really create an amazing presentation and that they'll listen to it. Next thing is to know your message. There has been all kinds of research done on how people take in information and how long they're gonna listen. And I'm sure you're all familiar with what's called a TED Talk. TED Talks are 18 minutes in length. And the reason that they're 18 minutes in length is that at the optimal listening time. Like no one is really going to listen to you more than 18 minutes, even the best case scenario. So TED Talks spend a lot of time really did a lot of research on that and they found the optimal presentation time is 18 minutes. They've also realized that in that 18 minute time period is focused on one message. Don't try to bombard your audience with all kinds of different messages. You know, they're not gonna take it in. Figure out what the one thing that you want to say, say it over and over again, keep saying it. So when they leave, they have listened to that one topic. So like Toastmasters, they teach you to say, Okay, today I'm going to talk to you about COVID and you know what causes COVID. What is it? What, let's talk about the virus and what makes up that virus. And so then I'm going to talk about that. And then you saw that's how you introduce it. And then you spend the body of your presentation saying, okay, here's the three things that make up this virus and what you need to know. And at the ending of that presentation, you're going to say, okay, today I talked to you about the COVID virus what makes up that virus, and here's again what I'm gonna say. So you basically say the same thing at the introduction, in the body of the presentation, and again at the end. But you're saying the content over and over and over again. The human listening, they're not gonna take in a lot of different messages. So when you're creating your message, it's really important for you to think about what is my theme? What is the one thing I really wanna talk about today? And what is my theme? And how am I gonna talk about my theme in the introduction, in the body, and then the ending? because um, your speech is going to have three topics. So you know, here's some tricks of the trade as far as how to craft a message and how to craft a presentation in a way that people are going to hear it. It's really important once you know who your audience is, is to make your presentation relevant to your audience. Make sure that they understand what you're saying and it's really relevant to them. And secondly, keep it simple and concise. You know, if you use really big words, a lot of scientific information, that makes it really hard for someone to follow. You can only take in so much information. And if it's too scientific, you know, if you're gonna use really scientific information, you'll know, be sure to use charts and graphs to help the follower understand that. And don't feel like you're talking down to an audience by using simple, concise information. That's how people like to listen. And so the more you focus on your message and then keep it really relevant to the audience and keep it simple, just Tell it like it is. Don't try to cover a whole bunch of different things in that time period. That you know, if you do have like 40 minutes for a presentation, that's like okay then to have two messages. Use the first 18 minutes or first 20 minutes to cover one message, and then use the second 20 minutes to do a second message. So when you have a 40-minute presentation, it's okay to use two topics or two different messages. If you only have 30 minutes, then focus on one message. Like today, my message is. Here's the tips on how to do a really great presentation. That's all I'm gonna talk about, what you need 
in order to do a great presentation. People do want to hear facts, so use one or two compelling factoids. But if you really want to be remembered, use personal stories. You know, figure out some way that you can carve in a personal story, maybe one, maybe two even. Because people remember personal stories. You know, they might remember one factoid, maybe they'll remember your second factoid, but what they always remember is personal stories. When I, I work a lot with physicians to testify in front of legislators, and I work with a lot of doctors to go over and, and do one-on-ones with legislators to tell why we need to have reduced red tape in the Medicaid system. Why is that important? And I really coach doctors to always, you know, talk about here's what we need, here's the problem. And then use a personal story to describe that problem. You know, talk about those patients, which are the legislators' constituents, and why that's so important that they understand this problem and they come up with some great solutions for it because this is affecting people's lives and it's affecting my patients. As physicians, you really have so many stories. You're really at an advantage because doctors are actually taught you know, how to talk to patients and how you talk to a patient is really good speaking habits. When you talk to a patient, you keep it simple, you keep it concise, you keep it relevant. You don't make it too complicated. You usually focus on one message that you deliver to that patient. You give them some scientific basis for your diagnosis and you give them some facts and figures and let them know what's going on. And that helps you actually, that patient interaction gives you a really great patient story later on. Of course, you always, when you talk about patient stories, you never use their name or really describe the diagnosis. What you do is you just say, I see patients every day in my office. And let me tell you a story about Miss Jane and just make up a fake name. But what you have going for you that no one else does, though, is since you do patient care all day and you talk to patients all day, you really kind of know these steps. You kind of know how to do this already. You just don't realize that you can apply that same speaking technique to a public setting when you're doing a speech. Kind of use those same things. Keep it simple, keep it concise, keep it relevant. You know, focus on one message. You know, you don't always say, okay, I've got, you got 10 different diagnoses. Usually you kind of focus on that one major diagnosis. Um, you use scientific facts. Those stories that you collect throughout your day really make for amazing personal stories. I worked with a physician recently. He was a president for a county medical society. He was doing his installation speech. And he, he wanted to use humor, which always kind of makes me nervous because humor, people either get it or they don't get it. Not everybody's good with humor. But he just had this wonderful way of making fun of himself. And he told this beautiful personal story about his geekiness as a high school student and later in college. But it was really a delightful story. And it really underlined his theme for his installation speech. And it was great. He just used that personal story in such a way that made the audience fall in love with him and laugh with him. And it made him comfortable and he made his presentation very conversational. And that's the other thing, too, is to think about, you know, when you're talking to the audience, you know, how can I engage them? How can I make them like me? How can I make them want to pay attention to what I'm saying? And, and by making it conversational, making it personal, you know, it humanizes you when you tell a personal story. It makes it relevant. There's like, oh, this this person, I like this guy. You know, I like this woman and I can relate to that. I had that same experience or I can, I ha- they have empathy for you. All of a sudden they have empathy for you and you engage them. But people remember personal stories. They don't remember all the other stuff, but they will say to their friends the next day is, you know, I just heard this amazing speaker and he or she told me this incredible story. And I still remember it. In fact, it kind of haunts me. And I want, let me tell you about the story that they told me. And they're going to repeat your story over and over and over and over again. 
So that's why personal stories work so well. So if you can think of a personal story to put into your presentation, please do so. I just mentioned a little bit ago about TED Talks, and, and they do have a formula. I mean, they really have spent some time figuring out what makes a good presentation. You know, I said before, you know, most presentations are 45 minutes or more. It's hard to talk for 45 minutes or more and really engage your audience. So the TED Talk formula has really realized that 18 minutes is the perfect time period to do a presentation. If you do have to talk for 40 minutes, then kind of think of yourself doing too many TED Talks. Most professional speeches have three or more points. The TED Talk style says, hey, no, no, stay with one idea. Just stay with one idea, repeat it over and over, but stay with one idea. A lot of professional speakers will talk, talk about your performance. Like you want to be a performer on stage. You really want to think about your performance and walk around that stage and do certain things, right? And they kind of want you to be a performer in how you present your information. Think of it of yourself as a performer and perform your presentation. The TED Talk style is not, you know, don't be a performer. Be yourself. Just get up there and present yourself and be authentic. Be very authentic to yourself. That's really key. When you're authentic, people like you. They empathize. They're like, this person is really real. I really like listening to this person because they're so authentic. Because, you know, canned speeches sound like canned speeches. But if you can make it authentic to yourself and to who you are as a person, people like that. So make it conversational. Pretend that you have, you're showing up today and you're going to have a conversation with those 30 people in the room. Or maybe it's the 20 people on the Zoom call. This whole ear of Zoom calls right now add other challenges to the presentation style because, you know, when you do a presentation, you kind of want to be looking for some of the audience that you can connect with and have eye contact with. Well, on Zoom, you can't do that. With Zoom, you're kind of talking to your computer and it can be very distracting and you lose that wonderfulness about connecting with another person. But hopefully we'll be talking to people in person again. So when you're going to that presentation room of 30 to 40 or 50 people, maybe 100 people, just go there thinking, okay, I am going to talk for 18 minutes. I'm going to convey my one idea, and I'm going to have a conversation with everybody in that room. I'm going to treat them like I'm talking to one person having a conversation. Professional speakers will say, you know, use gestures, use your hands, you know, walk across the stage and, and really use big gestures and use them throughout your speech. And that's how you're going to get people engaged with you. TED Talks say, nah, you know, just be natural, be authentic, be natural, just do what feels comfortable to you. If you're not the kind of person who talks with their hands, then don't talk with your hands. I'm the kind of person who talks with my hands, so I am naturally kind of a high gesture type person. But if you're not that way, don't fake it. Just be who you are. And if it's more comfortable for you to keep your hands down to your side, that's fine. All times they want to have like, you have to have a big purpose, you know, have, have it be inspirational, be persuasive, have it motivating. You know, like you really want to have a huge outcome. TED Talks are more about the idea. Now this kind of, this depends. If you want to convey an idea, that's one thing. And that's what TED Talks really do. A lot of times in your professional engagements, you're going to want to be motivational. You're going to want to be persuasive, probably more so than maybe idea generation. But if you can do an idea generation type presentation, those are great and people love that. So, you know, in professional presentations, the speaker owns the content. You know, like, this is my content. A lot of times when you do a presentation, share information, share like the videos that you have, share the content, let them know that they can download this content later on. Let them know that this is not my content, but this is content that I want you to have available to you. So it's all about sharing the content that we're using, sharing the ideas. And then the last but final thing that TED Talks really focus on is you're, you're delivering a talk. You know, you're not giving a speech per se. You're, you're basically delivering a talk. You're delivering a conversational talk. 
I found this and I, I really like this. I, I like the fact that it's, a, it's encouraging to be authentic, to be conversational, to think about you're just having a talk with your audience and you know to really stay with one idea. But I really think this makes for a good presentation, more in tune to who you are. Some other things to think about when you're doing message delivery, and this is really key, is don't talk about something that you don't know. Like don't even take a topic that you don't know or, or you're not really familiar with. It, you really need to pick a topic that you are confident on, that you know inside and out. Because if you pick a topic that you know inside and out, you're never going to fail because you know the topic. You really know what you need to say. You don't need to really prep too much because you know it. Pick something that you have passion about. You know, when you have passion, it comes through your presentation. When you have passion and you care, that comes through. You know, you get excited about your science. You get excited about your patients. You get excited about your what you do day in and day out. And that comes across. Passion really helps the listener listen to you. Because when you got passion in your voice, it helps the person follow you more. Passion provides excitement. It provides um, energy. And you want to have energy when you're on the stage. If it's authentic to you. Now, don't fake energy. If you're not a passionate, energetic type of presenter, then don't fake that. If you're not that way, then just be who you are. So that's okay. Um, it's better not to try to be something that you're not. Knowledge is important. Make sure you're knowledgeable about it. I see some speakers fail because they try to present something that they think is a good idea. They think it's, I'm, I'm going to appear smart, so I'm going to talk about this topic. But you can tell when they don't know much about it. When they don't know much about it, they just don't have much substance. They can't tell any stories around it. It really affects what they're saying and how they say it. So if you pick something that you're really knowledgeable about, you're going to have a lot of confidence and a lot of passion usually. And it also makes you more natural. You're just more, much more natural in how you present that information. And the other thing to really focus on, and this is super key, is organization. You probably already know the topic. You probably already are so, super familiar with whatever it is that you want to talk about. You probably have lots of stories and you have lots of content. And you have lots of factoids. You probably already have all that. But what most people lack when they do a presentation is they lack organization. And it's really important to outline your presentation. Know how you're going to get into it. Know how you're going to get from your introduction into the body of your speech. Know how are you going to get from your opening to the body of your talk? How are you going to do that? Those transitions are key. And then once you get to the body of your talk, how are you going to present that? Is it going to be like one, two, three? How are you going to outline those major points and those factoids? How are you going to tell your story in that? And then after you get to the body, how are you going to transition from the body of your speech to the ending? So those transitions are key. And if you know like what you want to say, and if you can really focus on how you can transition from one paragraph to the next, to the next, to the next, that is really what's going to help your presentation. Because most people stumble because they haven't thought through their transitions. They kind of know their introduction. And then they kind of get nervous or anxious and they haven't thought through, ah, you know, gosh, how am I going to get from my opening talk to my body of my talk? And they fumble there. And then they kind of fumble in the body because they haven't thought about their transitions from one paragraph to the next to the next. And those transitions need to flow. You need to be easily able to flow from your body to your, the paragraphs within that body to the ending. Um, when you don't have those transitions figured out, it's really bumpy and you're going to fail there. So it's real important to figure out how you're going to organize your content. How are you going to organize it so the listener can listen to you? So we'll start out with the beginning, like today I'm going to talk about this topic. Here's what I'm going to talk about. You're going to learn this as I talk about this topic. 
have a transition that gets you into the body. You can say, okay, here's the three things I'm going to talk about. First thing I'm going to talk about is number one. The second thing I'm going to talk about is number two. The third thing that you need to know is number three. It's really good to say, here's the three things I'm going to say. So that way your listener goes, okay, there's three things in here that I need to pay attention to. Give them listening cues. So you can, and then at the ending, you say, okay, I really enjoy talking to you. Now I'm going to end this, my presentation today, or I'm going to end my talk today by leaving you with these three thoughts. And thought number one is this, thought number two is this, and thought number three. So as you organize your presentation, think about those cues that you can give the listener. Like, I'm going to talk about three things today, and here's what they're going to be. One, two, three. Here's the three things you need to know. Here's the two things you need to know. Here's the main idea. Here's the way I'm going to end this today. If I'm going to leave you with this one thought, I'm going to make sure that if you get nothing else out of my presentation today, this is what I want to leave you with. You're going to start seeing people do this all the time in presentations. Now you're going to start queuing into that. But what they're doing when they're doing things like that, they're giving the listener cues like, listen to me now. I know you've been distracted. I know you've been looking at your phone. But right now, I really want you to pay attention because this is the main thing I want to leave you with today. Here's the three things that you need to know. So I really want you to pay attention to point number one, point number two, point number three. So those are listener cues. And that when you organize your speech, think of it doing it that way. Time sensitive, you know, you want to talk about topics that are current or that people care about, back to that kind of being relevant. You don't want to talk about things that, you know, people may not even care about right now. So being time sensitive to the current events and what's happening is going to keep your audience with you more too. And of course, clarity. And that kind of goes back to being organized, but being really clear about what you want to say and how you want to say your information. That's why people say slow down, even though. People are going to listen faster than you can talk. It is good to slow down. It's good to organize. It's good to know what you want to say and how you're going to say it so that people will follow along with you. I say really the whole goal of delivering a talk is how you get that listener to pay attention to you. How do you get them to quit thinking about their to-do list? How do you get them to quit looking at their phone? It's getting more and more challenging, especially on a Zoom call, because on a Zoom call, they're just going to sit there the whole time probably being on their phone and just kind of giving you half their attention. So it's really important, like, how can I engage the listener in my talk? How can I get them to follow me? Once again, I'm going to hit the be prepared. It's homework. It's kind of taking what you know and what you know really well. You have the information, you have the factoids, you have the stories, and then sitting down with it and figuring out how can I really prepare myself to deliver this information in a way that people can hear it. And so being prepared is, is really important to take some time there. It's like I say, the most important part of a presentation is the preparation. Delivering the presentation is kind of the fun part. That's the easy part. It's the preparation beforehand that's the hard work. That's why you have to sit there and go like, gosh, I got so many ideas. And I got so many factoids. And I got so many personal stories. How do I drill it down to something that's easy to understand for the audience? How do I make sure that this is relevant to my audience? But you know, usually you have so much information and so many different ways that you could deliver that story, so many different ways you can deliver that message. It, the hard part is trying to figure out, okay, what is the theme I'm going to use? What is the message vehicle? What is the, how, what am I, how am I going to focus on? How can I tie this all together? How can I transition from one thought to the other thought? That's the hard work. But it's really important that you don't wing it, that you don't just assume, hey, I'm an expert on this topic, so therefore I'm just going to show up to the Rotary Club. I'm just going to tell them everything I know. That doesn't work because if you do that, you're going to be confusing. You're not. You're going to be unorganized. It's going to be too technical, too difficult for the listener to follow. 
it's really important to spend some time and prepare. How can I take this huge volume of information I have and distill it down into a talk that people can easily follow from A to B to C? And I can do it in a clear, concise, conversational way that people are going to be engaged the whole entire time that I won't lose them. So that takes work. That takes a lot of work because you're all experts on your subject matter, but you're you're almost too good at what you do because you have too much information, too many stories, and it's too complicated. Most things that you're probably going to talk about are much more complicated than what your audience is ready to take in. Here again is that keep the listener involved. And the way to do that is to say, today I'm going to talk about X, tell a factoid, tell a story about X, and then summarize why X is so important. The third thing is keep it personal. Bring your bring your authentic self into the presentation because people like getting to know people on stage. They really want to know you. They don't want to hear a talking head. They don't want to hear someone who's really smart, knows tons of information. They want to know you. And so that's why it's so important to put a personal story in there. And when you're on stage doing your presentation or even on Zoom, there's still things we need to do. You need to be really thinking about your, your presence. Be aware of your body motion when you're on stage. Most a lot of people will just, like, they don't even realize it, but they walk around or they sway from one side to the other or they sway back and forth. Or they do things like distracting or they put their hand in their pocket. Really be cognizant of what your body is doing so you don't distract your audience with that and always make eye contact. I love making eye contact with my audience because once I can make eye contact with several people and they start nodding and tracking with me, that excites me and it gets me more excited about my presentation. And I, when they say, hey, you can see it in their eyes that they're having fun. I want everybody in the audience to be tracking with me and having fun and making eye contact with me. So any day. Um, practice is the key. Don't ever assume that you can, that's because you're, you have all this great content and you think that you're already an expert on the subject. Don't think you can wing it. You can never wing it. If you wing it, everybody in the audience knows you're winging it and you're going to feel uncomfortable and it's not going to go the way you want. You can never wing anything. Um, just, just take this as I'm going to have fun with it. I'm going to engage with my audience and I'm going to relay the information I have. If you follow that formula, you will always deliver your talk in an easy way. You'll be a winner. I've had so much fun talking with you today, and I really hope that you find a few items that you can use them. Thanks so much. Thanks, Pam. Lots of excellent tips. I really like the point you made about talking about one thing and then really practicing what you're going to say. I appreciate you sharing your expertise. To our audience, like and follow to receive more episodes. Until next time. Stay well. To claim CME for today's program, go to www.texmed.org forward slash CMETOGO. Register for your podcast and follow the instructions to claim CME.